Hello and welcome to This Is Not It. We are here with Molly Prather. Hello, Molly. Hi, Matt Wyatt. Yeah! We've been talking for like a long time now, but we're going to pretend like we just started talking because that's the magic of podcasts. Uh, For people who don't know you, give us a quick little like, this is who I am. Whatever that means to you. Well... Uh, my name is Molly. I write screenplays and I rewrite other people's screenplays. And I work as an advocate for LAPD. And I have a dog and a husband. And not very many people know this, but you and I used to go to church together. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So we've known Back each in other the late 80s. probably since like how old were you when you started going? Third grade. So I was like, okay. So yeah, like we've known each other for because you're my sister's decades. age. Yes. You're yes, maybe even a year younger than she is. Are you thirty? I am thirty six. Yeah. Yeah. So, because we were never at Esperanza High School together, Are I you believe. Sure? I don't think no, so. You're my, aren't you in my sister's grade? Maybe, but I don't. I thought. I always thought she was a year older than uh, me. I graduated in two thousand. Yeah, you were a freshman when I was a senior. Okay, so we were there for one year. Yeah. Yeah. And we both went through the same high school theater department. Weren't you in um, Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum? I was, yes. And you guys, like, stole, you and Troy, like, stole a show. Troy McPherson. Troy McPherson, one of these people who, like, there's people that you know growing up that are just, like, exceptionally talented. Special. He was a and special. And they don't do entertainment stuff. Shout out to Troy, and, like, who has a lovely life now. But, like, it's just such an interesting thing to be, like, Maybe that's just like, yeah, like just hold that in a jar and like let that have been what it was. Cause yeah, like he the, was a like, yeah. He was a, he was like a sparkly person. Yes. And we, and everyone knew it. Yeah. And he was so lovely, at least my impression yeah, was absolutely. that nobody was upset about it. They were just like, N- no, so because it was so pure. Yeah. Exactly. That, like, yeah. You it's know, so interesting. I went to a college with a dude like this who's just like a fucking brilliant playwright. He's like a lawyer now. Yeah, Just one of like, our, you know. I remember um, there was this guy Matt D'Amico that he went to Fullerton JC when I was at Fullerton or Cal State Fullerton. Transfer. He went to Juilliard, and he was just like always the most talented. Like it was yeah. just like yeah. we'll just let Matt do it because he's right, so right. talented. Yeah. And then I just remember talking to him like over the years, where he was like. And I think he was on, he was on Broadway. He ended up on Broadway. But I think that there were times where he was just like, I'm just ready to go teach. And you're like, but you're Matt D'Amico. You can't teach. You shine. Yeah. You're supposed to be on Broadway. Yeah. But, but then maybe you're supposed to teach because you're so special. Sure. Yeah. And so many kids would be able to like. That's true. You know, get your light shown on them. It's just, yeah, you just expect that the special people are going to want to have the spotlight and be the special yeah. people but maybe but that's what maybe, makes them special and yeah exactly exactly <laughs> maybe that would have extinguished the All light of those unspecial people yeah, are like, they're just like Make room for me. but wouldn't you want to be on the stage <laughs> where people can see you yeah no i know such a strange thing so yeah we've known each other for literal decades it. although we just like ran into each other at, at a yoga, yoga class half yeah naked. yeah just los angeles it. yeah just so like in the zone of la 
your before you tell us what your thing is when the thing was burning most brightly for you Mm -hmm. uh when was this like how long ago was this this was actually just last fall okay this was like no like october november december of last year okay which when i when i think about it it feels a lifetime ago sure yeah but i was it was it was not that long ago i think that is often the case with people's things where it's just like life goes by and you're like whoa that was a whole different me so okay so tell us what your thing so my thing was was so i've been pursuing the entertainment industry in its many forms (laughs) since i was i mean i was in high school theater yeah i didn't think it was going to be a thing then it was only courtney wagner um our senior year it was like end of the school year and she said where or maybe middle of school year but she was like where are you going to college i was like oh wait i don't where are we i don't know where are you going <laughs> where college? are we going <laughs> i'm going with you and she was like we're going to i'm going to cal state fullerton i was like how do you do that <laughs> like signed up for college um and so and then it was just like i didn't i was it's not that i was directionless i just like didn't i was i didn't know what to think about mm-hmm. except for like boys sure yeah for quite a while okay yeah. so but i went to school for theater for like musical theater for me i have a yeah. bfa in musical, in musical theater. theater yeah theater like That's one of the most it. valuable theater i mean if you can just get a theater degree why not like get a musical theater yeah, degree? yeah the bachelors of fine arts <laughs> in musical theater is the like yeah and when everyone hears that they're always really impressed a lot of like just a montage of like movement and voice classes it was all i remember of college was like crawling around Mm -hmm. in yoga pants and in my head being like this is the stupidest (laughs) fucking thing i'm not an animal like i'm not an animal like why do i have to be and you know i do have like that was a really talented like group of people and people who like went on to be on broadway and really do stuff and i what i realized in my older age is that only now am I beginning to feel comfortable with the amount of vulnerability that it takes required to, like, to be required to be an actor. I totally which I understand that. Do not yeah. have. Yeah, because I like never really studied acting outside of like high school, I guess. But I was always like, man, I'm a bad actor. And it was only in the past couple of years that I came to the exact same realization, which is I'm not a bad actor so much as I'm like emotionally stonewalled totally. and that's like par- that's that doesn't work exactly. is that i am dead inside you know what i mean like yeah i remember on the way to my bachelorette party or something we were all in the car and like it, you know it was a bunch of girls were joking around and they called they were like well they called me like dead robot lady like because i have no emotions and i <laughs> got so hurt and Aww. everyone started cracking up they're like Oh, come on. You're a robot. And I, and I, but then I was like, but I am a robot. And that's why I'm good at things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm also my worst. I'm a very self-conscious. I'm a very outgoing sure. person, but I am so fucking self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And if you're an actor, you can't yeah. be self-conscious. No, you got to just be like a fucking like you gotta spongy, be in it. like and emotive. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, do I look stupid? Sure. And right. like, if you're right. an actor, like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you look stupid. Right. Like, yeah. that's as long as you're, you're in s- it. Yeah. Fuck that. But yeah, no, I totally understand that. So wait, what was I? Okay, answer? so you. Oh, so I pursued theater. Right. So you pursued theater, and okay. then I like moved to New York and did yeah. theater and did UCB and did comedy, comedy, comedy. And I've just always been so for like twenty straight years. Yeah. All that I did, and then around the election, 
I'd been like working as working, but like volunteering as an abortion clinic escort. Mm -hmm. And then Trump got elected and I was like, oh, I am not doing enough. Mm. So I like did this like um, I work with peace over violence and I become an, became an advocate for uh, sexual assault and domestic violence. And that was like at the same time that I was having like a um, what would you call it? Like a crisis of conscience about how shitty the entertainment industry was. Mm -hmm. Like it was just like I had I was working but it was just like every job I got, I was just like, could could this be worse dealing with these horrible people? <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. So it was starting yeah. to feel like I've worked so hard and I have what I want. Yeah. But like it's it hurts. Yeah. Like it does not feel good. Mm -hmm. But this is what I like I have a BFA in musical theater. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not unless I want to go work as a waitress for the rest of my life. Sure. This is kind of where I'm at. I was very much in need of a, like a spirit. I hit a spiritual bottom with the sure, entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. Started doing this advocacy work. And then within a year, I was just like, I couldn't justify to myself the pursuing of being a screenwriter in the world that we lived in mm -hmm. and also not really enjoying it. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't at the point in my career where I, it was like, Molly, what do you want to do? <laughs> right, it was right, just right. like, yeah. we have this one project that we're, <laughs> sure. we're willing to give you <laughs> yeah, a shot yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, yeah. and it's like you, you know, you see some of the stuff that you have get rewritten, you know, like I've sat in movie theaters and watched stuff that I've worked on get made. Yeah. And it does not, you're like, this is what I'm working for? Yeah. I had to apologize with everyone I brought to the screening. <laughs> It's a str it's a strange <laughs> phenomenon, yeah, because it's like you're you're busting your ass for something that then like maybe and also like the self importance of the entertainment industry is also such that it's like it's about a dog that has a blog, and so we're looking for people who've written previous projects about pets and literature, and, and you're and just you like do that thing where you're like, yeah. I could do, yeah, I have a dog. And <laughs> I could put I, myself into this. Um, definitely tried to write a blog a while ago. Yeah, you just yeah. do that thing where, you know, you're like, you're taking these meetings and I was always just like a yes, yes, I'll try it. I'll sure, try it. Because sure. I just wanted to work so bad. Yeah. But then it's like you're working and it just felt so empty. And it's that weird thing where you're like on a level my dream was always just to not bartend. Sure, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to like pay my bills like yeah. as an artist. Mm -hmm. um, and but then when I was doing it, and you're maybe not making as much as you were making when you were bartending. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Oh, when you break this down, I'm making less than minimum wage. This is yeah. fucking horrible. Yeah. And I think I got to the point where I couldn't just. I just felt like I couldn't totally justify the pursuit anymore mm -hmm. on its own. Yeah. I just felt like, and I'm not, I don't consider myself like a crazy fucking political person who's like, um, like I can't argue the finer points of like policy. Sure. I can like, I can argue my passion, but like right. when it comes, to, you know, like I have my friend Rich who like reads the fine print in the New York Times articles. Mm. And I was like, but this economic thing and this thing, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, that sounds bad. I totally agree. Um, <laughs> right. But I just couldn't. 
I, I didn't know what to do. So yeah. I, so to, so my fix mm-hmm. was um, go, applying to grad school for social work. Yeah. Which I, in my mind, was like, we chosen to not have kids. And I was like, well, all these women are doing, now they have two jobs. They're a mom and their ex. Mm-hmm. So like my being a mom can be going to grad school and like okay. being a social worker. Okay. So I can have this thing. That so you be, would you oh, would maintain your entertainment career while also going to grad school. Totally. Okay. And I was like, this feels productive. Sure. I'm like working on my rewrites and my yeah. screenplay and going to my meetings, but it felt so productive to like be researching grad school. Sure. And figuring out what my prerequisites would be. Yeah. And reading about like the different programs and then the, looking at the different jobs. Yeah. And why, and, like, why social work specifically? Was that like. Because I felt, because when you work as an advocate, the way that I do, you work, like I work one shift a week at the police station. Okay. And because of the way it's structured in a very brilliant and amazing way is I'm the point of entry for a lot of people. Like I, um, like I'll either go out with an officer on a call and Mm. I'll be introduced to a woman and say, Mm. here are all the services that I can connect you with. Yeah. You know, ask them what they need, whether it's domestic violence or sexual assault and get the ball rolling and sort of empower them. Like here's, here are the numbers to call. Yeah. Here's the things to do. But I don't have follow up with that person. Oh, right. Unless I see. they come in on a, unless we go out on a call or they come back into the station. Right. You're not ever going to see them I'm again. Not, I'm not going to see them again. Mm. Best case scenario, they get connected to the nonprofit that I work with. Uh-huh. And then they are enrolled and they become like part of that community. Yeah. But I don't have anything to do past that first yeah, yeah. point of entry. And I, I love the work so much and you get, you know, in a, in an hour or two when you get connected to these people, you just want to like, especially some of the younger girls too, like these girls who are like in high school mm. and you just, you just want to be like one of the people that, cause you see what you see inside of them and they, and they're there and they want the help. Yeah. And so you're like, you just need the right person to hold your hand yeah. or to open the right doors for sure. you. And it was the way for me to look at back at my life and not feel like everything had been a waste on mm. some level. Like every experience, mm-hmm. every tough, every tough experience, every, like I just felt like I had the things. My life had given me the opportunity to like grow these things inside of me that would just I could be the perfect administrator if you needed me to keep track of all your paperwork and if you need you know I have so many friends that have gone into like clinical work that I just was excited to like be part of people's lives becoming better totally and it just felt more and I just felt like I'm like what's the fucking point of the entertainment industry if if I just make shitty stuff sure, right that yeah. that cannot because yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. i felt like that cannot be the reason i was put on this earth yeah it has to be for something bigger yeah so i and it's so when i think of it now i'm like i was out of my fucking mind but maybe i wasn't <laughs> but you know because like i had to take a statistics prerequisite oh, so i was like registering for classes yeah. at they didn't have the ones I wanted at LACC, so I had registered for prerequisites of human development, uh, child psychology, and statistics. I was going to be going to school five days a week, 
and I was like, I'll go to 7 a.m. classes, so oh. then I'll have time. Oh, my God. Have I ever woken up at 7 in the morning? <laughs> no. But I was planning to be at Pasadena City College at sure. 7 o'clock, five days a week sure. to do this, because I was like, yeah. my passion will carry me. Right, absolutely, yeah. And so, like, going through all of it, but I had to get my transcripts from Cal State Fullerton, and I'd taken a few fucking classes at FJC, FJC so I had to weirdly get, like, the transcripts of when I took piano for my BFA. <laughs> so like you go through all this work, you have to get all these pin numbers. You're like on these websites. Yeah. I had to get my transcripts. I got, I uh, like I did my applications. Uh -huh. I was. Did you have to take the GRE too? No, not for social work. Okay. No. That's so good. it was like, um, but you had to fill out like the Cal state application first. Okay. Which you had to, this was so trippy. You have to go back and manually enter every class. You have to manually enter your what? fucking transcripts. What? So like one day, <laughs> I was like, well, this is where I live now is on this website that like don't fucking refresh because you start fucking over. So you're writing in like your movement grade? From well, that like was the thing where I was like, <laughs> I took like 30 classes a semester in college, yeah. which sounds badass. But when two of them are modern dance classes, one of them's voice and speech, one of them's a piano class, and three of them are like 478B classes, you're like, did I actually take any general education classes? But it was like, so it's weird going back through your past. Yeah. And also there were, I was like, I got a C in this fucking ballet class? <laughs> Fuck her. That's fucking bullshit. I tried. You made me wear fucking pink tights. Like, what do you want? But, um... I got to the end. Like yeah. I filled out my applications. Mm -hmm. I got my letters of recommendation. Okay. I was registered for prerequisites. I'd I'd done it all, and it was like not a light task. This was something sure. where yeah, I was like, yeah. "This is a fucking pain in the ass." Yeah. It also made me so upset about like the barrier between I want to go to grad school and all the work that because if you don't do so much of that paperwork right and you don't do your pin numbers right. It, it, you just like hit a wall. Sure. And yeah. I was I was outraged because I was like, there are people who are not going to apply to grad school. Of course, school. yeah. This is too hard. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I'll take on this reform when I'm there. You know, maybe I'll join student council. <laughs> um, I went to orientations and I really felt like, because I really wanted to do the work that I did in a bigger way and also write low concept comedic studio <laughs> movies because <laughs> yeah. I was like I definitely want to be rich like yeah yeah sure yeah like, it's and just it, like... it wasn't about the money because I was right. like I'm not going to make any money right but I have to do this mm -hmm. so that I can justify my existence yeah yeah and uh right this is fucking it's crazy right as I was about to send these things in mm -hmm. like the like days days my husband comes in one morning and he's like holy shit you just got on the blacklist and uh, he like shows me the video uh -huh. of allison williams being like um i just want to say that this year's blacklist molly brother and i was just like what and i didn't and i was starting to feel like i don't really have confidence that i'm gonna be able to Pass the statistics class. <laughs> like, <laughs> when it was like getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. Yeah, it's like starting to get real. I was sort real. of like, I was like, so I have to go to this class three days a week. Yeah. And pass it. Yeah. And I failed math. Like my yeah, yeah, last yeah. math class in college was like 
how to balance a checkbook. Mm -hmm. And I all of a sudden was going to like go to a statistics class. Yeah. And then like I had to say, I remember saying to my husband, because it felt, it was sort of like, it, and I didn't not apply to, I didn't not apply to grad school or didn't not go to grad school because of like the blacklist. Mm-hmm. But like there was something about, um, there was something about needing to go through, because we were talking about this, like, I spent a lot of money. You have to pay to apply. Right. Like you there did, you went through the steps of it. There yeah. was something about going through all of the steps and the way that made me look inward and it made me look back and it made me look forward. Mm-hmm. And I hate wasting time. Mm. I hate wasting time. I like if my husband chooses a route that's two minutes longer because he just likes driving by a fucking cemetery. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you? Why wouldn't you hold two glasses at the same time when you're walking to the <laughs> kitchen? Why are you holding one glass? It doesn't literally like my life. My OCD is all about efficiency. Mm-hmm. How can I get the most amount of done, most amount sure. done in the least amount of time? Yeah. And and it was like the one time in my life where I was okay because I said to my husband, mm. I was like, "Is it okay if I don't?" And I told mm-hmm. everyone. I told my manager. I was like, "I'm applying to grad school," and he was like. Oh, that'll be cool. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm well, gonna be a social worker. I'm gonna be a social worker. And, that, and of course I'm like, man, what a value add to be a social worker and writing film and television. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> um but uh I I said to my husband, I was just like, Is it okay if I don't apply for grad school? He was like, Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Because you can always apply next year. True. You still feel the same way. But like the hours and hours and hours and hours that I spent, I actually for once in my life don't feel like I lost them. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I, it was the rare time where I was like, it is about the journey, not the destination. Mm -hmm. Because if I hadn't gone all through, through all of that. Totally. It wouldn't have changed because what it ended up doing was completely changing my priorities with my career. Hmm. Because I was like, I can't do bullshit stuff anymore. Mm. It was it like gave me permission to say, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. That is not a message that I want to put out into the world. Right. Or that's not what's the point of this. And yeah. it really sort of like made me like kick up. Yeah, but what is this about? Yeah. Why do we need this? And yeah. if this is a modern day fairy tale. Like, why is this important right now? Mm. Because escape is, you know, now sure. I feel like I can come out of it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, totally. I feel like this weird, like, I can, this is a way I'm justifying it, but I also feel like ultimately if I make the right movies and television shows, what I do can reach so many more yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying that like one-on-one work and changing someone's life isn't really awesome. Well, but it's <laughs> like, also like, because the other thing that is part of this too, and like, it's interesting because you like, you had this realization before you like went through grad school or like started this career. Cause like the other part of that equation is I'm sure if we sat a social worker down here, that person would be like, also a lot of what I do is bullshit. And like, cause we also have this like, these fantasies i think of like what altruistic careers are and it's like a lot of that most of these jobs even though those people are critical and absolutely changing the world their day-to-day is also like full of like i had to see fucking 
bill today and bill's a fucking and shit bag i had to fill out a thousand pieces of paper right after meeting bill right exactly you know, yeah when like i think the when the reality because i just work one shift a week with with what i do uh-huh and when i was like wait i'm gonna do this if i do this. <laughs> yeah oh, i don't know about that yeah because one shift a week I'm like limping out of there. Like if I have a full day of like doing restraining orders yeah. and like talking to people like all that, like I am like crawling out of there after yeah. six hours yeah, yeah, being yeah. like, I need a nap and a taco. Yeah. You know, but I, the reality at, and I have friends that are social workers, like my friend Manzo is a social worker mm -hmm. and like, it's a hard, cause also realizing that just like the burnout rate is so. Oh, yeah. High, yeah, but I convinced myself that like I wouldn't burn out because I was also a screenwriter, right? Because you'd be like, Did you know that she's also a screenwriter? Yeah. You're like, Hey guys, come see my movie this I know, weekend. And I'm like, It's all worth it because sometimes I do red carpets and sometimes I feed the homeless. Like, come on, get <laughs> fuck off. I'm so stupid. But that's, I mean, yeah, I think, but that's, I was convinced absolutely this was my answer. Yeah, this was gonna be the thing that gave my life meaning, mm -hmm. that gave me the stability that we're always because I was like. Who knows? Things are going well now. Sure, like, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It checked off so many boxes. Yeah. But then it added so many boxes. Right, because you're talking about adding an entire like complicated life to your life, right? It's like I mean, it's not dissimilar to like I haven't. We've talked to a couple of people about relationships for this podcast, but it's similar to the like first, you know month of a relationship you're like this is amazing like this, this person best. like there's really no problems there's really no problems and then it's I like i can't believe that there are no problems yeah it's incredible like it's just easy but then it's like well no now you've added another human being to this equation like you're you're gonna create like infinitely more problems but like this is the phenomenon of of like this podcast which is that like it's you can imagine something and then at some point if a thing keeps pulling to you you have to go through the steps of like yeah at least trying it to see how far you get and then at some point if you're like all right like i think i'm good and like yeah maybe next year you'll go back to grad school maybe like you I know take that statistics class yeah maybe that'll happen you know maybe someone will just be like we need a social worker right now like and then you can just show up like i don't know well and i think what i realized too is you know if you get a social like okay i have my social work degree now i have a job where i have to go every single day yeah. and i have a case i have too many cases like the joy of being a volunteer yes is that i get to bring my best self on my best days and sometimes when i'm when i need a day of self-care or I'm whatever, I get someone to cover my shift and it's sure, no yeah, big yeah, deal. Yeah. And then I'm when I go back the next week, I'm so refreshed and pumped. Yeah. And and like I realized that that is what allows it to be a joyful experience that I always look forward to. Mm -hmm. No matter what, I always look forward to my Three o'clock on Friday shift. Yeah, gotta get to go see, get to go see my guys. Get yeah, to go see yeah, Franco yeah. and Lake and yeah. John again, and like you know, and who knows who I'm gonna meet. I yeah. love the officers that I work with. I'm, I feel. And but that if goes, I had to do it every exactly. day, and, and if I got to truly know all those people, <laughs> you and really I got like, to uh, truly like know yeah, what, yeah. like I am, I have, I have dipped my toes in enough different worlds where I'm like, these people are great. 
everyone's working really hard. Yeah. You seem to be getting along. Sure. They buy me water. Sure. This is awesome. Yeah. I love having that experience. Yeah. Well, because it goes back to the like special theater kid thing, which is like, be careful what you make into a career pursuit because yeah. like it will change that thing. Like if you like playing banjo, like maybe just play banjo. Like right? don't try and be a professional banjo player. But what is, okay, you've interviewed so many people. Mm-hmm. What, why, why do we say if we like something, why do why we, have do to we like feel like we have to do it? Yeah. Like, wh- why? And is it just LA or is it everywhere I, that when I, you like a, good a ukulele, question. you're like, well, I guess now I need to play ukulele on stage at the Greek. Where do I start? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, I think like I would say part of it's probably LA, but then I think the other part of it is like internet and social media culture too now where it's like you can't just have like a ukulele you gotta have like a fucking ukulele channel and like people don't travel anymore they travel as like influencer instagrammer people and like but is that just like the ultimate is that just like human nature yeah yeah is that like what's the quote of like um like a life unobserved is like a life not worth living mm-hmm. yeah I that's definitely not a quote but it's but it's it's that idea and yeah i do think that there is a like yeah i think it's like i do think it is like a societal thing where it's like we have become uncomfortable with just doing things a we've become uncomfortable doing things like imperfectly and then we've become uncomfortable with just doing things in a way that like yeah, why do we all feel that we have to be the best at everything? I mean, and like, and and like, I feel like there was maybe this is a like fantasy, but like, I think like our grandparents' generation like just did a lot of shit that they like didn't really necessarily have to tell people about, and like, you know, they just like there was the the simple pleasure of like doing things for the sake of doing like them, playing the piano. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing, but then it's also like. There's the compulsion to, like, be better at something. And, like, and then there are just people who like to, like, go down the rabbit hole on things. But... And I don't typically... Like, I... Like, I um, started a all-lady group of uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Uh-huh. And it's... Because I was like, I don't want to, I read enough. I don't want to read a fucking book club. Right, like, right, I don't want right, a fucking right. book club. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to, like, have a bake where we bake things. Like, fuck yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I, or, or a cheese. T- you know, I was just like, how can I get together some cool tricks? Yeah. And do something that, like, makes, is fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm so proud of myself for just casually playing Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely. Do I know what's going on at any point when we're playing not really sure but i'm having a great time yeah our dungeon master shout out to amy borball is so awesome and so passionate that like it's so fun to like sit in the back of her vw we don't sit in the but this is like a metaphor but like i just let her drive totally yeah and yeah, we're yeah. all just like yeah. wait do i have a spell yeah. i don't know do yeah, we yeah, level yeah, yeah. up and yeah. it's so fun to not deep dive mm-hmm. it's so it's so fun to just casually do something yeah. but i can feel every once in a while i'm like i should read every D book <laughs> right. and totally master and yeah. understand so that i can anticipate the monsters that yeah we're facing. but like what's the fucking point of that right why it's the like it is that balance because it's like if that brings you joy, joy. then do that but also be prepared for the fact that like it, diving deeply into something may not necessarily be what you thought it was and may not necessarily be like what you need 
do you feel like with talking to people, when people do these, like, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. thing, is it often because they are unhappy and they are looking for joy? It's usually because they are looking for something. Meaning? It often ends up being tangential to the thing that they thought they were looking for. Gotcha. It often ends ends up being like, my buddy Nick like desperately wanted to play drums and his drum teacher was like you gotta stop you are not good at this <gasps> which is like an amazing thing to say but then nick i don't want your money yeah like you gotta you're this just not good at this bad. bro yeah but then nick liked making the music videos for the band and he realized what he really liked was like performing and entertainment and so it was like a tangential it was a door. yeah and so like a lot of times it's like you do something because you realize, oh, what I needed was this or what I needed was like the exploration yeah. or sometimes I just needed agency. Like I know, like my friend Vivica uh, went to massage school and she was so, she was like, oh, I think I found this. I think I found my thing. It, that's the way I interpreted it. Yeah. And she went and she loved it. She really like, I felt like enjoyed being part of the community. And when it was over, it was just kind of over. Mm-hmm. And for me, yeah. Like, I think, I don't know if it's me or if it's the city we live in. You're just always like, well, what now? What are you going to do with it? What's it? What's the thing? And she was like, I don't know. And I, it took me a while to be like, oh yeah, it's okay to just like go, go be in a thing for a while Mm -hmm. and not have to master it, monetize it, brand it, like all that stuff. But wait, I was, uh, you made me think. I, when I was younger, I feel like I was super passionate about like any new thing, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, Bob Fosse. And then I would be like, I'm going to read every book on Bob Fosse. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to watch every movie that he, I feel like I spent a lot of my Oh, that's passion. interesting. Uh-huh. Like it takes a lot for me to be like at this point in my life, like I can be like, oh, you know what? I should watch all, every episode of <laughs> fucking mash right like if (laughs) i was if i was really dedicated to understanding the landscape of television sure and i'm like i'm not gonna do that yeah but 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 if i was but when i was 22 sure i would have sure like i feel like i've spent a lot of my yeah i think that's yeah passion point so that's why it's almost even more surprising well and i yeah and i but i think it's a testament to like the fact that you went through that whole process to apply means that it was something that was like pulling you that deeply because otherwise you would not have like even gotten to that point. You would have been like, the eh. fear is that you never get that excited about anything, anything again. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I want to feel the way that I did when I got to see the fucking go-go's at the Irvine Amphitheater. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, we live like it. Passion is I love, like, I want to feel passion. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like I'm pulled in places. Yeah. But I do feel like the older I get, I, you spend some, passion mm-hmm. costs a lot. Yeah, well, I think you start to realize that, too. You start to n- understand the, like, the cost-benefit ratio of that stuff where you're like, and there's also, like, you know enough about life to to, like, to know that you may get invested in something and then it may not be Deliver. what yeah and then yeah. you're a little bit more cautious about that yeah i, mean, I even like um back man it was a while ago when did dark knight come out like 2007 uh, 2008 maybe yeah maybe yeah but like i used to be the girl who would go opening night yeah 
I went to the opening night of all the Twilights. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Twilights, Hungry, but Dark Night, Viv and I, we used to always go to opening nights. We went to like a 3 a.m. Sure, yeah, yeah. showing yeah. the fucking Dark Night yeah. at Arclight because we had to. Yeah. And I remember walking out. It, the sun had come up. There was a news crew. <laughs> they were like, do you guys want coffee? How was it? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm a person who sees movies in the middle sure. of the night. And now I could not even tell you what would have to happen at 3 a.m. for I me know. to stay up. Totally. And to then get to go there and yeah. stay to the end. Yeah. Like, I'm the kind of person who I'm like, I might get as far as buying tickets now. I'll buy tickets. <laughs> right. I'll aspirationally and then, buy tickets. And be like, eh, but then that afternoon, okay. I say to the other person, like, we're not going to this, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, I want that. I want to yeah. feel like there's something I could find that would like, because that's what it does. It holds a mirror up to you to like either remind you of stuff that you forgot about or to be like, ooh, there's other dimensions of you sure. that are not being utilized. Right, that are not explored. Yeah, absolutely. What's attractive about changing your mind yeah. or like picking a new thing? Well, that dovetails nicely into the next question, which is, is there a thing in your current life that you are like dabbling in or exploring that you could see becoming a future? This is not it. Well, okay, so I, I probably, this is probably my husband and I like tried to have kids a couple of years ago. Okay. And then like while we were trying, we decided that we didn't want to have kids. It was this hmm. very dramatic, probably would have been a better, more emotional topic, but like, I don't really like talking about emotional things. Sure. Um, but you know, like I had just, I had decided like, well, of course we have to do this thing. This mm. is that thing that you do. And over mm-hmm. the course of the year and we did a lot of stuff and we spent a lot of money. Yeah. And at the end, and and it was a very interactive thing with our, everyone knew, like our friends knew. Okay, yeah, yeah. By the end of the year, we both were like, oh, we don't want kids. Hmm. And the journey, we never, we had to go through it. Yeah. To like get that answer. Yeah. We had to get that answer that both of us were like, oh, because I was like, what I've realized by the end is I'm like, oh, I want to be a dad. I don't want to be a mom. <laughs> what does that mean exactly? Like. I don't want to, I want to be the one who's like, I'll hold her for a while. Sure, okay. Oh, I'll feed her tonight. <laughs> um, oh, I'll make it home in time to relieve the babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't, I right. did not you didn't want, want to be, to be the it. main yeah. source. Yeah. Like I'm my dog's main source of everything. Sure. I am the sun that my dog revolves around. Yeah. And even sometimes I'm like, but you gotta yeah. go Go look at Joe. Right. So the idea of like having a child, as I was like, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no fucking way that I stay who I am. Yeah. And that I feel like I've worked really hard to be. Yeah. And have a kid. Yeah, yeah. There's no version of that. But I never would have gotten that if hmm. I hadn't had a year mm-hmm. of like having to fucking stare. Being in, like, yeah, yeah focused on it. Yeah. Figure it out yeah. all the way. Um, but, and again, like I hate wasting time. So there was part of me that's like, I, you know, and you spend it, you put money on a credit card and at the end you're like, I have to pay off those credit yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. But I only really had to spend $5,000 to not have a, to learn. Oh, that's yeah. That's interesting. That's a yeah. good price. Mm-hmm. That's a better price than like. Eat, like we had a baby and then I realized like I oh, will actually. never spend my own million dollars <laughs> yeah so like for me I'm like five thousand dollars my mom always used to say 
um, like about anything, like if, like if you, she always would say, oh, that's a cheap lesson. Mm, like if like mm-hmm. you spent money on guest jeans and like they fell apart and you're like, oh, the Levi's are just as good. My right. mom always said it's a cheap lesson. Yeah. And like as you, when you're younger, a cheap lesson is like $5. Sure. And it's so funny to like be like, that only cost me $5,000. Yeah. To in like, the scheme of things. In the yeah. scheme of things. And I remember like, I remember happily paying that credit card off. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's fine. You know? Yeah. I learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about my marriage, learned a lot about my husband. And like, yeah, I almost feel like that should be like some sort of mandatory course for people to be like yo maybe take a minute and think about this well i think of like part of the part of the like really harrowing part of that year was like i had two i had one friend that got pregnant accidentally they Mm -hmm. got pregnant accidentally one one friend who got pregnant on the first try and one friend who got pregnant on the second or third try okay so like when you don't get pregnant in the first few months i mean for like a type a overachiever where you're like right, right. well what is preventing me from winning right um thankfully like when you look back on it because it tested every single thing about achievement for me yeah because i'm like when i say some when i say i'm gonna do something I'm right do something. I'm, yeah i have decided i want to have a child yeah or i didn't decide i want to have a child i decided i wanted to get pregnant Mm. different mm-hmm. as you learn over yeah something yeah so um so yeah even like going through that whole thing again just all these ways that you like get deeper if you're willing to get deep too Mm -hmm. you know because with the baby thing there was that point where i was like no one's gonna believe me when i say that we decided that we don't want to have a kid everyone's gonna Mm -hmm. think that we couldn't right and i'm saying this so that i don't kill myself right to make yourself feel better yeah and same thing with the grad school thing i i was like I was so excited about it. And I told all my best friends. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knew. And then when I, but there was something where I was like, and my mom always used to say that it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, so I used to think, and I hated when she said that. I was like, (laughs) fuck you, how dare you? Um, (laughs) But because I was like, I like to be a woman of my word. I like to do what I do. Do stuff, yeah. But like, it's awesome being able to change your mind. Yeah, and it's There's necessary. Strength in changing your Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Yeah. This I, I think that's another like weird fallacy of the world we live in now where it's like you gotta be you gotta always believe the same thing. And like that's crazy talk. You can't. Like, yeah, why would you do that? Well that's yeah. like is this political? But like with this new Kavanaugh when he's like one of those like original interpretation right, right, right. of yeah, yeah, yeah. the constitution i'm yeah. like that just sounds stupid no that's bonkers yeah like that's, Any person that's crazy yeah who's saying like nope we have to follow that thing that we said a long hundreds of years ago, ago. Yeah, yeah you're like we don't even have to follow the thing that we said a year ago absolutely what are you talking nor about? should we yeah yeah that is a bad i not evolving is a poor choice absolutely like that's a that just that reeks of fear, insecurity, yeah. and stupidity yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, I remember when, like, my therapist this last time when I when I was like, I think I'm ready to, like, not come for a while. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it's okay to evolve. Like, that's... Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like, totally. That's kind of the point of all of right. All of this, like, changing our minds, yeah. doing different things. Yeah. Like, it's okay to just be like, oh, I definitely thought that thing yesterday but yeah i don't think that thing no totally yeah there was like some study where they were like basically 
you at like 19 and you at 80 are like unrecognizably different human beings like this idea of self as like the buddhists tell us like there is no self and like you change so much that like there is no one concrete identity and there should not be this like need to be like i am a person who does this yeah Yeah, exactly but i but i yeah, and my impression of older generations is that you do. You're right. like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I've built. Sure. I had my job. I yeah, have yeah. My, da, 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 well, da, yeah, da. you can like. I think you can kind of like just dig yourself into stasis like that for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I like, but you know, it's, so we just moved, and I've always noticed this. But like, I'm a list. I love. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. a good list. Yeah. The same things have been on my list since I was like 19. Where it's just like in this weird way where I'm yeah. just like, drink less coffee, get more exercise. But I'm like, why am I still making these same lists? I'm not ever going to drink less coffee. <laughs> like well, I've been saying these yeah, yeah. dumb things yeah. for like, like who I am has complete, I am not the person I mm-hmm. was when I was 19. But like, I'm still trying to drink less coffee. How about... <laughs> How about my 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 friend Genevieve recently? We we shared a therapist, not together. But we <laughs> went separately, but she got to this point where she said, um, "I don't. Sorry if I'm breaking your confidence, Genevieve. Sorry, Genevieve." But I feel like she she got to this point where she said, "You know what? I've done a lot of work on myself for the last couple of years going to this therapist. Yeah. And if this is as good as it gets, I think I'm doing a really good job. Yeah. And I I was like. Oh, you're allowed <laughs> right. to think that you're doing a good yeah, job. You can just be okay as it is. Like we can all just yeah. sort of like be how it is and I found and keep changing and keep evolving yeah. and yeah. don't because I think that's the killer is when people are not willing to evolve. Because part of being evolving too, I think, is like being willing to say, Oh, I was wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Or like, oh, I didn't have all the information. Right. Or I chose poorly. Yeah. And I'm excited, like, I'm relieved sometimes when I'm like, oh, my God, I was so wrong about that. Yeah. Thank God, now I can move on. Right, and you will continue to evolve. Because I can't, like, I appreciate, you know, dedication. You're like, I'm going to learn how to play the slide guitar. (laughs) And someone who's like, like you were saying before, that there are some people who don't come on this podcast because they're like, I don't really change my mind about things. Yeah. But that also kind of makes me think that they that they decide to follow through with things. They follow through with things no matter what. It's possible, yeah. That, okay, great. You did what you said you were going to do. Right. You mastered the slide guitar. Yeah. Are you still totally into it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's like being able to let go of things is an important, like, because I think that there's a, like... I I don't know the like actual economic language of it, but there's like there's a human beings don't like uh, what is it called like sunk costs where it's like human it's just this idea that like we as humans think that well shit I spent I did all this time filling out the grad school form yes it's I I gotta I gotta go all the way through this whereas it's much better in a like efficiency and also like. Uh, psychological well-being sense to just be like, all right, I'm not gonna do that. It's hard though. Yeah, That's a, absolutely. What's it called sunk time. It's like sunk costs, like opportunity costs. I think it's this idea that yeah, like 
because you have spent money or time I, on a thing, yeah. you should keep doing it, which is like... And there's some times where I do think, like, you're like, okay, you already spent the money on it. You've gone to half the stuff. Just give it, like, another week. Because sure. maybe you're just like... Yeah. Like, maybe give it a chance, but there, which is valuable. But then it is also valuable to say, to walk away. Too. Yeah. But it's hard to give yourself permission because mm-hmm. it... Because it's um it, it it feels synonymous with giving up exactly and giving up right. is, has a negative connotation right. yeah yeah but like letting go mm-hmm. does not yeah you know so consciously that's super... decoupling yeah oh boy yeah I read conscious uncoupling <laughs> did you really that book is fucking crazy <laughs> it's fucking crazy it's so funny because as you're reading it you're like. There's no such thing as a couple where they both read this and they both do it. There's only <laughs> no, the there's scenario only, right. where one, one person, person reads like... it and tries to make the other person do it <laughs> because it's not, it's so aspirational in such a yeah, like yeah, unrealistic yeah. way that like, I just can't, if you have two of those people, then you're going to get to the end of the book and stay together. You're not going to, if you're <laughs> right, willing right. to go through all, all of that of together, that, yeah, you, then you're you not well getting divorced together. because also no one wants to be your boyfriend. Like, <laughs> like, come on, get, get your life together. Uh, yeah. uh, is there anything that you would like people to check out associated with you or otherwise? Anything that you want? It doesn't have to be Wait, a thing that see. you've done either. Oh, yeah. Um, go to Peace Over Violence. Oh, cool. Uh, I believe it's peaceoverviolence.org, but okay. come on, guys, just Google it. This is the nonprofit. This is the nonprofit that Rad. I work with. Um, check them out. Give them your money. Give them your time. Rad. They're an incredible organization. They do the women there are beyond. They are the most. Um, they are truly the ones who've taught me that they're that you get to make your own rules when it comes to mm. fighting the good fight. Um, your feminism, whatever that looks like, you don't have to follow anyone else's rules and that's that great. you should always be constantly pushing the envelope. Yeah. Cause that's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love how, uh, they're fucking radical. They're radical. That's awesome. Ladies. Yeah. And there's like a couple dudes, but sure. it's mostly, mostly ladies. Women. But yeah, All check right. out Peace of Reliance, give cool. them your money, give them your time. And is anyone else I know doing anything cool that I should promote? I don't know. I feel like just, Keep being nice to to screenwriters. <laughs> I, like I don't know, that. like, what do you do that's for a good, screenwriters? Like, that's a good, a good other nonprofit. So it's called Be Nice to Screenwriters. Be nice to screenwriters. We just like do we do We're a nice trying. thing for a screenwriter every day. Like, just know that like when we are sitting in the restaurant t- too long, we are tipping enough to make up for the fact that we're at the table <laughs> or like. Sometimes when you are in a coffee shop, some of those people are actually working on projects. True, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't roll your eyes at all of right, us. Right, yeah, right. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, feed feed the screenwriters. <laughs> feed, this, feed the screenwriters. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Amazing. Well, this has been absolutely delightful. I've, Thanks for doing I this. I mean, Matt White, you've come such a long way since. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. It. Painted.